Hello and welcome to Publishers Weekly Insider. I'm Mark Rotella, Senior Editor at Publishers Weekly. Each fall and spring, PW lists up-and-coming writers to watch out for. The feature is compiled by our fiction editor, Gabe Habash, and here now to give us a glimpse as to what we can look forward to in spring of 2019 is Gabe. Hello, Gabe. So glad you could join us. Hi, Mark. How are you? Good. So this goes live on January 28th, on Monday, the article, and uh, we list 10 writers, and you're going to give us a little bit of a highlight of the, uh, maybe a couple of them, two, three of them. But first, just give us a little overview of this feature. Yeah, sure. This is this is one of my favorite features that we do. Um, we do it twice a year, once in the spring and once in the fall. So we take a survey of all the big debuts, the debuts that or we think are going to do make you know make some noise when they come out um and try to get a big survey of uh different types of books and voices and um there's 10 picks per season so it covers a 6 month span so these are books publishing between January of 2019 and June and then we'll do it again in the fall for the second half of the year but yeah it's it's a lot of fun to put together and it's a lot of fun to think about like it's 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 the goal is to give a general survey of the and landscape of what the publishing world is putting out there and all these new voices and stories that are coming out um, are particularly exciting to see particularly from new voices because publishing can get into a rut and to me what's what is most exciting is books and translation and debuts because that's um, an opportunity to see for people to dig a little bit deeper than below the bestseller list, maybe. And we share the same uh, excitement for books and translation. And some of these we've reviewed already. Uh, some of the ones that are coming out perhaps a little later in the season, we don't. But we we definitely have heard enough buzz, and we have a gut about them uh, nevertheless. So you want to jump into a couple of Yeah, them? sure. I'll start with um, a book that is a particular favorite of mine. Um, it comes out in April, and it's called Optic Nerve. And it's by Maria Gainza, and it's translated from the Spanish by Thomas Bunstead. And this is her first book published in English in the States. Um, and it's, it's bear with me, it's kind of hard to describe, but that's what makes it so amazing, is it it has this conceit that's very unique and um, special, and that's why it succeeds, is because it pulls off what it's trying to do so well. So it's about a woman who lives in Buenos Aires uh, named Maria, and the lines between this being autobiographical or not are sort of blurred and it's about her relationship to the art that she observes and it sort of gives the reader a character portrait uh, of who this woman is from the outside in so it's descriptions of art you know there's Gustave Corbeil, Rousseau and there's different cha- it's broken into chapters and it's sort of this mosaic depiction of a woman uh, and her life and the people that she knows based on art she sees that triggers these sort of memories that track back to her in these this really surprising way so each chapter is structured around a different piece of art and that connects to a different memory in this woman's life and sort of following the thread in each chapter is like a new surprise every time you start and i found the book thrilling like one chapter her observation of Gustave Courbet's seascapes connects to a thread about her cousin, who's this unknowable and enigmatic figure in her past. Um, in one chapter, uh, Maria's fear of flying keeps her from attending an art convention and leads her to mull over Rousseau's ability to sort of venture beyond his limitations and shape avant-garde art. And then, um, and like one other example, um, 
Suguharu Fujita's artistic decline is juxtaposed against Maria's uh, longtime friend Alexia's unrealized artistic potential. So there's sort of like a Ferrante-like mm-hmm. competing uh, girlhood friendship relationship there in that chapter. And I just thought the book was like a blast to read, despite the fact that it has um, an art, art art background, and that shouldn't scare any of our listeners away. It's not like it's this dry, dense like survey of you know art found in museums it's it's very it's a very warm-hearted novel it's very funny um and the the psychological acuity of um, maria in depicting her inner life is just phenomenal and i think it's one of the best books ever in a long time and this is one of the books in translation you were talking about. Yeah, and we have one other one that's called I Am God by Giacomo Sartori, and that's translated from Italian, and that's about God falling in love with a uh, geneticist. And But that, that, that's also a great book. Right, right. And this one, is, as you say, is translated from the Spanish. Yeah, this is a, just translated from Spanish. Yeah. And that's called Optic Nerve, and that's a book to look out for. Great. But yeah, another one I wanted to highlight, which I think is going to be a, a really big book when it comes out in May is called Disappearing Earth, and it's by Julia Phillips. And this, I think, is like... I I think it's going to be this year's big literary debut. Like, There, There by Tommy Orange was last year's. was one of the biggest books. And then um, Homegoing by Yagyasi was a couple years ago, and that was a huge book. And I think this this book has the potential to be the breakout for 2019. I I have to say, this one, going through the list, held a particular interest for me... First, the author resides in my hometown, Claire. But more importantly, I also, she went to Barnard. Uh, I went to Columbia, studied uh, Russian literature, and traveled to Siberia. So this one holds a, uh, a, you know, it's really interesting for me. So go ahead, set it up for me. Yeah, so despite the fact that she's from New Jersey, the book is not set there. It is set in Kamchatka Peninsula, northeast, northeast Russia. Yeah, so Julia Phillips, the author, studied Russian and secured a Fulbright to visit the location. And then she wrote this book. But I think what gives it particular breakout potential is it's sort of this perfect blend of um, like a whodunit and a literary book. So I think that it can straddle both those audiences. And it's about two sisters who disappear in on the Kamchatka Peninsula and how that disappearance affects everybody else in the close-knit community over the next year and each chapter is divided uh it takes place during a different month so it's the subsequent 12 chapters of the 12 months following the disappearance of the girls so you get the sort of individual stories of the different people who um, are affected by the 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 disappearance and um, one of them is like a day-to-day routine of a policeman's life as he becomes restless um or his wife, his restless wife, who's on maternity leave, and is sort of haunted by missed opportunities. There's another chapter um, about the only woman who witnessed the abduction of the two girls, mm. and one of the more climactic chapters is about the mother of the two girls, who um, finds a clue that leads to this ridiculously nail-biting climax and shocking conclusion, and. This is it's just an addictive whodunit book, but also has some deep character uh, work being done on a chapter by chapter basis with the different stories being told. Yeah, I, I think that it's going to be a huge book when it comes out in a couple months. That sounds great. It sounds great. So you got another one for us? Yeah, and this one I think is also going to be a, has a big potential breakout 
and that's uh, American Spy by Lauren Wilkinson, and sort of like Disappearing Earth, I think it hits a number of different types of readerships. This one would be um, spy novels and literary crossover. Our review, which we starred the book, comes out in February, said it's a blend of John le Carré, espionage novels, and Ralph Ellison's Invisible Man. And so the premise is it's about a woman named uh, Marie Mitchell, who's an FBI operative in the peak of the Cold War in the 80s. Um, And she's sort of just going about the doldrums and the bureaucracy there and, you know, suffering the indignities of a black woman. Mm -hmm. And she's tapped by the CIA to insinuate herself with um, the leader of Burkina Faso, um, Thomas Sankara. And she sort of gets drawn into that assignment and starts to question her allegiances and loyalties um, as she gets closer to Sankara and, um, you know, starts to question her motivations of her handlers. And the other storyline throughout this book is Marie's elder sister, Helene, had a mysterious death. And she's and Marie's looking into the circumstances of that and trying to figure that out. And again, our review, we started the book and the review says um, it's a thrilling, razor sharp examination of race, nationalism and U.S. foreign policy. And also the review made note of the book's um, narration and how Marie is a forthright and um, impervious to deception and gives this, the narration of the book um, an honesty that's really refreshing and revelatory. And yeah, so the, the, this is a book that like disappearing earth, I think could appeal to both literary uh, readers who are looking for a more character based story and also Mm -hmm. people who love spy novels because it's a huge, it's very plot driven and, um, yeah, so I think that has a huge breakout potential. Yeah, I mean, Jean Le Carré, kind of thriller, but also contemporary. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, uh, commenting on what's going on right now. Yeah, and then the the fact that she's, you know, a black woman working for the, right. for the you know, intelligence agencies adds this whole other layer that, you know, a lot of spy novels don't necessarily have, so... I got to say, once again, you've uh, given us three gems. And uh, for our listeners who want to uh, find out the other seven... Go to publishersweekly.com slash writers to watch, and you'll find it right there. Gabe, thanks so much for talking with us once again. Thank you, Mark. We've been talking with uh, PW's fiction editor, Gabe Habish, about the spring's up-and-coming writers. I'm Mark Rotella, senior editor at Publishers Weekly. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to PW Insider on iTunes, and we'll see you next week. 